When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. And a very good morning, everyone. Welcome in to Trot's Talk. Greg O'Connor with you for the next hour. Michael Guerin on a bit of a break. He'll be back next Sunday. So we'll plough through plenty of guests today, including catching up with uh, the highlights from Friday night at Addington Raceway. Yes, the road to the IRT New Zealand Cup did continue, and it was uh, one of the key lead-up races, an automatic entry race. The winner guaranteed a start in the big dance the second Tuesday in November. It was the Avon City Ford New Brighton Cup. More about that very shortly. And, of course, the road to the Renwick Farms Dominion continued too with the Renwick Farms Ordeal Trotting Cup where Muscle Mountain, the big boy, returned and was victorious for Team Hope. Across the Tasman last night, nominations closed for that IRT New Zealand Cup on Wednesday, and a bit of a surprise nomination coming from the Mick Stanley-trained Rock and Roll Do, and last night was successful at Melton. Uh, the race that copied that went round in and uh, took it out in really good style. Uh, Kiwi Breed, of course, by Rock and Roll he- Heaven out of Long Live Lana. Made it win 9 or 10 in his career. He's already beaten Krug in the Paleface Adios back in February. And Mick Stanley keen to bring him. Uh, Trot's vision via Twitter last night. I had a look at that. And he said, look, he's a very sensible horse. We're looking to take him to a standing start trial shortly. Kilmore Cup. And uh, the New Zealand Cup is well and truly on the radar. A cup starter in the past has been AG's White Sox. He went round last night, fresh up for uh, the team McCarthy, actually finished into second position and was excellent, having to work hard early in about a 150 and further Kiwi success with Brave You Kelly uh, winning on that same card last night out of Menangle. But Friday night, Addington Raceway, we were there to witness an excellent addition of the Avon City Forward New Brighton Cup, and this is what unfolded. Alta Wise Guy Williams is swinging off and he had a good look around. 28 third quarter, two lengths away. He's a sport. Running on then the Falcon. Still the show looking for an out. BD Joe comes to the outside of the 150. It's Alta Wise Guy. BD Joe two lengths away and coming quickly. Alta Wise Guy. BD Joe still two lengths away. It's a Stonewall Stud Cornella. It's Alta Wise Guy. Alta Wise Guy beats BD Joe. So an outstanding performance, fresh up from Alta Wise Guy, beating his stablemate BD Joe, and uh, we're lucky enough to be joined uh, online by co-trainer Steve Telfer. You could probably listen or watch to that, watch that race a few times, uh, Steve, and you wouldn't stop smiling. No, no, 
that's right, Greg. Very, um, very happy with the result, and you know the horses have um, they've come back well and and look to be heading in the right path. Yeah, look, he really stepped up in his last campaign. Ultra wise guy. Of course, he won the age pace and those couple of uh, cups down uh, south. So. All of that was a bit of a bonus, though, because he was making his way up to that grade and uh, proving that he was capable of handling it. And it's all been great grounding for him because the way he handled Friday night, he even slightly missed away, Steve, but uh, he hit his hobbles very quickly and found the front. And once there, I know he got attended to by Laver, but uh, you couldn't but be impressed by him fresh up. And there must be a, a fair amount of improvement in him. Yeah, look, I, I think there is a bit of improvement in him. He's, um, you know, he, like I've said before, he's wintered fairly well. And, um, you know, he's a year older now. He's, he's always been a horse that's had a lot of high speed and um, just probably missing the real good ones last year and, and letting him letting him sort of get stronger in his frame and mature has uh, really helped him. And he appears to be um, stronger again this season. And, um, you know, he'll need to be because... Um, you know he's not not going to be able to dodge them now. He'll have to um, he'll have to line up against the, the very best of them and and you know um, sort of uh, see where he falls. What were you thinking at the mile? We know how good a stayer Laver is. Were you quite happy, as it appeared Tim Williams was going to be, that you take a trail behind that very good staying horse and uh, he, as he can do, switched off once Jared O'Reilly tried to get him to the markers. But you're probably thinking, uh, don't know that we need this tougher run fresh up, but it didn't matter in the end. No, no. Look, I thought it was all um, all working out the plan, except for the first ten metres, where he, um, you know, it looked like he just got into a bit of a bad spot where he half anticipated the start and just got a bit off um, off kilter at the start because his manners are normally very good, but um, you know, then he was away quickly and, and found the front, and you know, he had a pretty good run until then, and um, yeah, would have been happy to follow follow Labor and and um, you know, I thought it was all going to work out well, but then um, you know, Tim said he was travelling good and you know Labour was struggling a bit so he was um he jumped on the bit and he was sort of happy to be there so uh, yeah it probably showed probably showed you know a little bit more yeah a little bit more strength and and maturity that he's he's developed and you know he was he was very good after that what's the plan now Steve obviously you've qualified for the cup he, he would have made the field anyway based on his credentials in the last 12 months but he's there yep. now so have you got nailed down a pathway between now and the second Tuesday in November? Um, yeah, yeah. Look, he's going to, um, he's going to go to Omaru this, this Sunday. And in um, following Omaru, he'll go to the Methan Cup. And um, from the Methan Cup, he'll go to Ashburton and then into the, into the Cup. Yep. All right, so that's his pathway. Second in the race and equally as good, if not better, BD Joe, two outstanding performances from him at Addington Raceway this time in. Um, gee, he, he, the performance where he came from and the sectionals that he rang, and I, I'm just going to give you what's come off stride, Master. 54-67, 26-74 coming wide on the track. Uh, you must be just about as pleased with him. Yeah, look, very, very pleased with Joe. He's, um, you know, he's always been a horse that's raced in the top echelon and Last year, um, we we took a conservative approach with him, gave him sort of eight or nine starts against uh, Self Assured and South Coast Arden up here, and and then put him away fairly early. Um, and yeah, you know, he had a good spell, and 
um, you know, he's ready to um, ready to stand up against the good ones. So he, um, yeah, very pleased with his, um, very pleased with his run. He, he's always been able to run a bit, but that, um, you know, shows he's right on track. Okay, he's on the unruly at the moment. It's going to get to a point, and I, and I thought he stepped away beautifully on Friday night. It's going to get to a point at some stage, Steve, where you might have to take him off that because you can't afford to be giving those horses, and you talk about self-assureds and the Krugs and these types of horses, a start uh, in those no. big races. Is that part of your plan? Yeah, yeah. We put him on the unruly. He's always been safe but a little slow. And, um, you know, he copped a bit of a checkup at one of the trials and he just seemed to panic for a few strides. So we just put him off down really so he could just take his own time and get his confidence back. Um, you know, it appears to be it appears to be on its way back. My, my understanding is that um, he has to have three there before he can come come back off. And, and Correct. His next, his next start will be the, the um, Canterbury, Canterbury Classic and, um, you know, away safely, then we'll look to bring him off there and give him a couple of starts um, back in the draw, be heading into the cup. All right, so you're separating them. You go to the Canterbury Classic on the 30th with him. What about post that yep. race, or, or are you just holding that back at this stage? No, no, just pretty much, um, you know, pretty much he'll go to Canterbury Classic, and then from Canterbury Classic he'll go to Ashburton and, and then into the cup. Both of them, you know, after Ashburton, you know, they've got the option of... Um, taking in a cup trial. They won't go to Kokura, but, um, you know, uh, taking in the cup trial if you if you think they need it. So, um, you know, I think that's a, you know, they have a good preparation. They've had a few starts and, you know, they should be should be both ready for the big race in November. All right, red letter night for your Stonewall team. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have trained four winners at Addington Raceway before, but let's go through them. Artie's Express, fresh up. I know what you think of this filly, and uh, the inside second row draw actually worked out beautifully for you. Yeah, look, it did. There was a lot of talk about, um, you know, from Tim and myself and Mandy about what would happen early, and, um, you know, in, in the end, just left it up to Tim, and, um, you know, as is normally the way he pulled the right rein and, and got a got a good run through and, and you know, she was able to get into a um into a striking position and um you know, then she was able to show show a bit of her strength and, you know, she's really strengthened and matured and, you know, she almost she almost looks like a big beast out there at the moment, yeah. Yeah, she was impressive in the barn, I can promise you that. Now, she would have to derive plenty of improvement too. Her last start win was in the Southland Oaks. I know she'd trialled but uh Going forward to the Neverly R final, which is also on Cup Day now, she's qualified for that. So I, I suppose you can just pick your path with her too. Yeah, yeah, we can. You know, it's just it's a you know, you're always good to get qualified early, and then you can um, take the path that best suits best suits you and the horse. So um, yeah, no, she's really strengthened up a lot, and um, you know, just looking forward to um, you know the next few months in November and December, especially the Oaks. Um, you know, and seeing what she can do. Ultra Meteor took out the two-year-old, uh, did a bit of work too. So his uh, progression and his rise up towards the the better two-year-olds of uh, of his year, it just continues. Yeah, look, it's been a real pleasant shock, um, bit of a surprise. This horse, you know, how quickly he's come through it. He's always shown speed, but um, you know, he's really since he's been down south, he's really handled the racing well and continued to step up and. You know, you know, Mandy and Tim and the team down there are doing a great job with him. And, you know, he's um, uh, not the finished product just yet. And you're looking after him well. And, you know, he will, um, 
he's continuing to get better. So, um, yeah, we'll just uh, head him towards the um, Harness Millions now, yeah. So he'll probably have his next start in the size stakes the week before that. Yeah, so the 14th of October for the big Harness Millions there. And Show Me Heaven returned with a pretty good performance, I thought, uh, to take out race number 10 on Friday. Yeah, really pleased for... To show me heaven and her owners, and, and especially Ellie, she does uh, you know a great job around the stables, and and um, she she handled her really well. She's a mare that normally likes to to race on pace, and from that draw, it was always going to be hard. But um, with the speed on, and and she handled it well, and put her in the race at the right time. And um, yeah, look, it probably helped the way the run was raced. But um, yeah, more than happy with the way the way she went. Well, to you, Amanda, uh, Stephen, Jill Stockman, the entire Stonewall team, a great night for you on uh, Friday night. It now sees you 10 clear of uh, Robert and Jenna Dunn in the Premiership race. They're on 58, you're on 68, 52 for Michael House and 51 for Mark Purden and Hayden Cullen. So whilst the, the battle's not over, it was a, a pretty good way to, to, to put a mark in the ground, a line in the sand anyway, Steve. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's always helpful. It's always helpful to get a few over the weekend, and you know it's a it's a long way to go, but um, you know I'm sure it'll get close towards the end. Well, congratulations uh, on a brilliant Friday night. Thanks so much for taking the time out on uh, Sunday to have a chat to us about your team. Looking forward to seeing the progression, particularly of uh, the five horses that lined up on uh, Friday night at Addington Raceway, and uh, all the best going forward, Steve. Hey, thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. All right, that's Steve Telfer there. Steve and his sister Amanda with a great night there on Friday night. If you want to enter our competition today, double eight double three, text us your name, your TAB account number, and the code word today is grass. Yes, we're about back on the grass surface uh, today. The Miffin Harness Racing Club out at the Mount Harding. They race uh, with the first of eleven underway at twelve o'clock. So double eight double three. Code word grass. We have a $50 bonus bet that will go to one lucky recipient. Producer dude Robbie will sort that out for us later in the program. Double eight double three, your name, your TAB account number, and the code word grass. Speaking of the Mount Harding and the Methven Club, short break for us, and then it'll be our Southern Man or Southern People segment as it will be today. We'll catch up with John Dunn, who had a good night Friday night and has a few chances today, and also Karen Tomlinson. The family have a first starter in race number one. We need to talk to her about. I'm a Southern Man And I'm so brilliant. I got the Southern Yes, our Southern Man segment here on Trot's Talk brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz for all of your harness racing information, including full previews of every meeting domestically, including the Miffin meeting today where John Dunn has a pretty busy sort of a day. Second favourite in the Drivers' Challenge, just behind Ben Hope, who has several chances. John, uh, very good morning to you. Good morning, Greg. Good afternoon. Yeah, thank yeah, thanks so much. Well, it'll be afternoon soon, Johnny, but now that we were on from 11 till 12, we get to you guys before you head out on the track. Hey, before we get into your chances today, uh, you mentioned to me on Friday night that it probably was the last run of this mighty pace of the nine-year-old Classy Brigade, and I understand uh, that uh, Grant Einon and the family have decided that uh, he's run his final race. Is that correct? 
Yeah, both both owners, Grant and Mark, they decided final race the other night. So uh, that was always the plan, bring him back and have a crack. And um, first few races, if he's sort of telling us he's had enough, well, we're, we're going to pull pin. And uh, it was quite good. Grant was down for Friday night and actually come to the beach yesterday to watch another one of his work. And uh, one of our workers, Laura Burrell, she rode him for the first time down there in front of Grant. So uh, he's going to take him home and trek him himself, which is even better. What a remarkable horse, John. What an outstanding performer he has been. How quickly you forget that he finished second behind the mighty Lazarus in an epic New Zealand derby. He ended up winning three Kaikoura Cups. I know were very special uh, to you. He was developed, of course, by Nigel McGrath. Ended up in your stable. Um, Even looking back at some of the great races that he won, he won the Invercargill Cup of 2017, in 353.5, John, which is second only behind Lazarus's 53-1 that he won the New Zealand Cup in, he's just been an incredible horse. Yeah, he sure has. And uh, like you say, to be racing that long at top level, and um, especially to compete with the young ones coming through for that, that many years and still carry on was, was a great effort, all right. And, yeah, we missed around the place because he's a good old fellow to have around and... Um, and like you say, he's been, been, been a special horse to us for, for that many years. Yeah, well done to you guys, the way you've managed him as well, because uh, to keep him going effectively in the old, he would have been a 10-year-old now. So, uh, yep, an amazing career, Classy Brigade, the winner of 21 races and close to $600,000. Just also on Friday night, a couple, I thought a couple of your two-year-olds performed with great credit behind Ultra Meteor. Charlie Brown was good, but whose delight was almost better, John? Yeah, he was great, actually. He's always had the ability. Um, disappointing at home, he's chilled back sort of a customer, but just gets a wee bit nervy race day. He was a lot better the other night. Um, I think the key work, Bob did a great job, sort of getting back off the gate and, and trying one crack at them, and he said if he actually drove straight, he would have gone a lot closer, so we were to work on there, but got the potential. Yep, for sure, and of course, Matadero's finished second in the ordeal. Johnny, let's get into your chances today. Uh, soaring in race number one, and uh, it's a $10 chance. This one was formerly with stable employee Ross Houghton. What can you tell us about soaring in the first? Yeah, Ross had a first, first prep, and they've given a couple of races. Um, she's a weaver fiery horse, so he did a great job settling down there. We've had her back this time in, and um, actually come up, trolled up here last, last week, and uh, Corbin drove her that day and, and sort of said she was travelling nice but made a break uh, just at the top of the straight. So changed a couple of wee things there. Second row, second row draw and just, just be relying on luck and get around one piece and we'll be happy. All right, Manyara and Secret Cocktail for the stable in race number two. 280 Manyara, $6 Secret Cocktail. Who has the uh, advantage of a closer draw from barrier three? Yeah, Secret Cocktail's been going near enough races, uh, got a nice draw, and the only thing is, first time on grass, where this is suited, she's a funny, gated little girl, so um, hopefully she handles it, if she does handle it, she won't be far away. Um, and Manyara, he actually trolled up here last week, he, he sort of ran second, he went near enough, but he was still um, needing a wee bit of luck, and it's sort of a, it's an even field without a standout being in there, so it'd have to be a nice each-way chance. Johnny, I'm your Huckleberry in race number three, has trolled up really nicely and has been well found by the bookies and punters. Yeah, at this point, this fellow, he actually he showed ability right from the get-go. Um, he went up all Auckland as a young two-year-old, but just a little problem after a little problem with him. So, like you say, he trolled very nice uh, 10 days ago at Rangiora uh, and 
still might be needing the one race day outing, but it should be a good contest between Ben Hope's made in the second last time out and him. Yeah, Michael Kane, who's well in the market too and has been backed as a possible chance of beating I'm Your Huckleberry. Uh, times are a-changing in race number eight's an $8.50 chance. Uh, you've had a reasonable strike rate with Barry Ward over the years and this mare is fresh up today, but uh, she's more than capable. More than capable, yeah, and uh, I've actually had a pretty not bad run for Barry. Sort of when they go to the races, they're ready to go. Uh, trolled up here quite nice. Barry was happy with the way she trolled up here the other day. So, um, yeah, it should be too far away, but we'll probably improve on, on today's outing. All right, your last three drives are Arizona Wildcat, $13, Ali Lindeni, uh, $7.50, and Shib Kalane in the last about $6. Uh, Ali Lindeni in race number 10, I thought excellent when winning last time, and uh, we know this horse performs on uh, a grass track and has won here before, so whilst that was a wee while ago, she she looked pretty solid when winning last time. Yeah, she was very good, uh, fresh up too, and uh, like you say, great grass track record, and... Uh, Big key to this horse, normally got great manners, so uh, always puts herself up handy from the get-go. So, providing she does that again today, she should have to be a nice top four chance. Johnny, what are you expecting track-wise there? Because we've had a lot of rain in the last couple of months, but how does it look to the eye? Are you expecting it to have a bit of give in it? Yeah, it actually looks really good, actually. I was expecting even the people that come to the trials last week here uh, thought it would be a lot wetter than what it was. Um, so they've done a good job to get the track right and a um, bit of drying last sort of 10 days or so has definitely helped out. So it's still going to be testing on the horses, um, especially first track, grass track meeting back for them, gives them a good blowout and makes them work a lot harder. So uh, the ones that are a wee bit on the fitter side would probably go better today. All right, Johnny, what's the best for the SENZ listeners of your drives at Methvin today? Uh, I'll go on your Huckleberry. All right, Johnny, really appreciate your time as always. Go well. Thanks, mate, Greg. See ya. All right, that's that's John Dunn there at Methvin, also on track at Methvin, a newcomer to SENZ Radio. I don't think we've spoken to Kieran Tomlinson before. And uh, Kieran, you'll be looking forward to stepping out on a family horse in race number one. A very good morning to you. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Yeah. yeah, going going well for me on a Sunday. You'll be looking forward to uh, having a steer on uh, Gaza Beat. What's the, the family vibe around uh, this horse? Uh, by peak, out of a, a, a mere honey beet that the family's had good success with. Yeah, no. Um, she she only won the one race, but she, she's had a lot of good foals and they've all done really well jobs with Honey Beat and um, Honey Sun. Um, and so hopefully he shows a wee bit of ability as well. Um, he went really well at the trials the other day, so hopefully he can go um, well again. I think there's 10 off the front there, so uh, you've drawn inside second row, but that's probably not the worst thing on debut to follow them through. Is that how you see it? Yeah, definitely. Hopefully we'll just try and follow them through and maybe get a good run into it and just, see how we go. I feel like he could run on really nicely. Um, hopefully just does everything right would be great. Alright, Gazza beat one to follow then out of race number one. Sticking with the family and uh, Zahara as you drive in race number five. Uh, comes up with a nice barrier draw. We know she has good manners. She's won at Methvin before. So she looks a, a nice each way chance at about $11 too, Kieran. Yeah, she's a consistent mare like 
she got she can go really nice races, which is good. She's always up there handy, especially with a good draw. So hopefully, if we get another good run with her, she definitely should be a first four chance as well. All right, 30-year drives goes round in the junior drivers race. The Benavet Juniors is race number seven, and Olive Cook is her name for Team Robertson. Excellent second at Addington behind Deceptive Lee, who went another good race on Friday night. Uh, three the back row, junior drivers races. They generally go pretty hard. Uh, she looks a, a decent sort of a chance, given that she's won six races. She's also won at Meffin. So, um, yeah, you must be looking forward to driving Olive Cook. Yeah, no, definitely looking forward to jump back on her again. Um, I think my last drive on her, actually, we may have won at Wingatui on the grass. She's a great grass tracker, which is really good. She's um, so consistent at the moment. Like she's, She can really run really nice races. So if, if they run hard up front, I think we'll definitely be in the race there at some point. All right, uh, tell us about Karen Tomlinson, who you're working for. Um, you're in about season three or four, four, I think, as a junior. You've driven over 70 winners. So, um, yeah, give us a bit more of a background into to what your life entails at the moment. Um, yeah, I work for Brad Williamson down in Omaru, big trotting stable. Um, we're obviously there. We work with Phil on site as well. Um, it's always great to learn a lot off field. There's always a lot of banter, as you know, you know, Maddie Williamson, you know, keep in contact with him. We're up in the truck um, every every week, a couple of times a week, you know, going either south or north. Um, and it's always it's always great fun. Um, it's always it's really good. Brad's been giving me a really nice go um, with a lot of really nice horses at the moment. He let me drive um, you know, Cracker Hill which as a three-year-old, which is very brave of him to put a second-season junior on. Um, and to come away with that win was really good. He also put me in my first group group race this year too in the kindergarten with a nicely two-year-old that um, that goes pretty good. Um, so hopefully he said that I could stick with um, it this season, consisting if I keep driving him good and, and the owners will still have me on, which would be really good. But, yeah, he's giving me a great, a great chance down there. Um, and I've been getting a few good winners for him as well. Like, Domination's cool. He's a consistent horse that I'm allowed to drive. He's one of my favourite horses, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's really good. It's really good down there. Yeah, well, it sounds great like you're having a great time. Yeah, great and family, they, and they... great people. We all don't mind yeah. a beverage or two. <laughs> uh, no, I learn learn a lot off um, all of them, really. Even Nathan, we talk to um, him quite a bit as well. And Matt, he's my um, mentor, so he's always one that um, he he criticises every single drive. He'll be the first one to tell me you drive a good race, and also the first one to tell me you drive a shocker. Um, yeah, well, it sounds like you're, you're getting a great insight, Karen. That's that's for sure, and oh, uh, yeah. like. Uh, classic mission, yeah. or she drove, of course, in the kindergarten. Well, we look forward uh, to seeing him and, and seeing when he steps out. When's that likely to be? Um, hopefully next um, week on Hennon Day at Omer. I think they're hoping to put him in the two-year-old race there, so um, which will be really good. Brad Scott, also Tabasco, will, will hopefully start in that race as well. But no, they're, they're quite they're quite nice wee horses, and they will definitely they could definitely do a good job.
Yep. Good on you, Kieran. Really appreciate your time here on SENZ. What's the best of your three drives today? What 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 should the punters listening in have their dollar each way on? Um, you know, with the confidence Mum's been giving me with the Jezebel, um, and how well she told me she couldn't pull him up at the trials the other day, um, I'm going to have to say him. But if it goes wrong and he does this, so he gets, <laughs> you, you can buy her. <laughs> okay, good as gold, Karen. All right, go well on the first. You're only half an hour away from getting underway. Awesome. Thank you very much, Greg. Yeah, no problem at all. That's Karen Tomlinson. Delightful she is. She has been all of her life. Her and her sister, Cherie, uh, Mum Amanda, they're just a great family. And, of course, Granddad Ken Ford, who trained the mighty Mark Cooler with his son, Clint, driving it. So they're right into the trotters, and uh, they have a great chance in the first with Gazza B. Don't forget to enter our competition. The code word is GRASS, double eight double three. your name, TAB account number. Someone's going to win a $50 bonus bet from the tab. Short break, other side, Catherine McDonald from Harness Racing. New Zealand to talk about their new breeding incentive. Yes, welcome back in to Trot's Talk. Go to hrnz.co.nz for all of your harness racing information, including the selections around the first grass track meeting uh, for this spring into summer. Of course, it is meth and we're underway at 12 o'clock with the 11 race program there. One person will be looking forward to uh, that venue getting underway is Catherine McDonald out of Harness Racing New Zealand. Very good morning to you, Catherine. Morning, Greg. Thanks so yeah, much for your time. To, I was just going to say, absolutely looking forward to Methrin this afternoon. Yeah, whilst it's been great to, to have uh, Addington Raceway uh, hold the fort, if you like, through the months of winter, it's always a great sign when we get a chance to go to these grass track meetings and, of course, we're underway today. Uh, Omaru are on the, on the grit on next Sunday for Hannah Memorial. Then it's Mata Carrara for DG Jones Cup Day. So uh, it is a good time of year, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a great time of year. It's exciting. Been a big week for HRNZ, and this has been a wee while coming. I speak of, uh, of course, the breeding incentives that were announced this week. So I suppose in layman's terms, we've had an issue for a wee while about the number of foals that are being uh, bred. I know it was under 1,400 uh, for the most recent breeding season. So you guys, along with a, a number of industry participants, have come up with a scheme to try and arrest the decline. Yeah, absolutely, Greg. Um, last year we stabilised, sort of, we'd been in decline for several years and we sort of bred the same number of foals last season as the season before. So uh, we know we had to do something about it and we've had a good look. We've worked with a lot of people and the scheme we've come up with rewards our loyal breeders who have kept breeding instantly this season. So it gives them an option to get... Um, an incentive to pay part of their service fee or all of their service fee, depending on who the stallion is they go to, just by having a foal born this year and rebreeding that mare. And all right, so essentially, of... yeah, so essentially if yeah. you uh, get a positive 42-day test, uh, it's $1,000, is it, per mare? It's $1,000 per mare. So if you breed one or say you breed two foals this year, they get a posit- and the mare goes back in foal and gets a positive 42-day test, you get $1,000 per mare, so that's per service fee. What about the second part to that? If you didn't breed your mare last year, and I know you guys talk about uh, a base number of mares, for example, if you had two mares and um, you had three mares sitting in the paddock that you didn't breed, there's also an incentive for you. 
Absolutely. So um, whether you breed or not, the incentive comes into play next season, but you must breed your mare this year. So you breed her this year, uh, you get a foal next year, which is microchipped, you put the mare back in foal, and you'll get a $3,000 credit towards your service fee for next season. All right, so anyone who's... Yeah, anyone who's not sure about that, uh, there's a great article on HRNZ uh, which talks about the million dollars plus incentive uh, that was announced this week. Is that the best place for people to go and, of course, uh, find out uh, exactly how it all works? Absolutely. Go to our website. All the information's there. We've even put a flowchart of how it works with it for the two different parts of the scheme um, with your horses and, and uh so it's more visual, so you can understand that. Or if anybody's got any queries, they can just flick me an email at work and I'll answer them. Catherine, this is all part of uh, some big changes in the last 12 months at HRNZ. Obviously, the change of horse birthday uh, has meant that the calendar's been shifted around. Uh, you guys are looking to get horses because of the, the low breeding numbers and the low number of horses that we have to race on the tracks, to race more. It's quite uh, an imposing puzzle, isn't it? Oh, it's a massive puzzle. And uh, what we find is with, with their horses and where they are rated in the system, you know, in some, some areas, particularly at the top end, we have uh, a smaller number of horses. So we've got to make sure that they race together and also share them around the country so that everybody gets to see who our elite horses are and our elite uh, trainers and drivers are because they're associated with these horses. Um, and, you know, our age group ones are the same. How do we keep them racing together and but also keep them so it's not too much of the travel cost? So, again, trying to race them in flanches of, uh, around it. And we've got a really exciting three months coming up. Really exciting. Yeah, abs- so abs- absolutely we have, especially <laughs> going into cup time, but but also this new race meeting on the 4th of December, which is known as the Grand Prix. Tell me a little bit a bit more about that, because <laughs> people are going to come off the back of uh, New Zealand Cup Week, and three weeks later, arguably, the race day on the 4th of December, with all of those Group 1s, could be even bigger. It could be even bigger. It's really exciting. And I think, um, I know people in the sport are really excited about it because everybody's eligible for these races, no matter what. So, you know, you've got your four two-year-olds that are a bit like the Harness Jewels races and anybody just by racing and earning can qualify for the finals for those. So they're four $100,000 finals. And for the first time ever, we've split out the two-year-old fillies and the two-year-old colts and geldings for trotters where they've normally been combined in the past. And uh, we had a two-year-old trot the other night that had a great field in it and um, the horses performed well, so I think we'll get good fields here. And we've got the New Zealand Derby and the New Zealand Oaks and the New Zealand Trotting Derby on the same night. And, of course, to cap it off, we've got the New Zealand Trotting Free-for-All. So it should be a huge day. Yeah, remarkable. Eight group ones. Mm. Yeah. Eight yep. So it is... Very unique. It's going to be a massive uh, occasion. Look out for uh, more details about that as we build towards uh, cup time and then ultimately into the Grand Prix. Hey, thanks so much for your time, Catherine. Thanks for updating us too on uh, the new breeding incentive. Uh, Looking forward to seeing how that unfolds. I'm sure it's been very well received by the breeding industry. Long overdue, they will tell you, Catherine, but it is underway. It is underway, and that's the main thing.
All right, that's Catherine McDonald there from HRNZ. Thanks so much for your time and for your support of uh, Trot's Talk because without it, Catherine, we wouldn't have this show. So that's Catherine McDonald uh, from uh, HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz for all things harness racing. Last opportunity for you to enter to win the $50 bonus bet courtesy of the tab. The code word's GRASS, double eight double three. your name and your TAB account number. Plenty of entries coming in. and You could be investing that $50 bonus bet at the Mount Harding today on the grass. Short break on the other side, one of our greatest trainers in the industry in the hundred odd years that uh, we have the records for anyway. Barry Purden will join us to update us on he and Scott Phelan's team. Yes, in the home straight in uh, your Trots Talk show and it is a great pleasure to be joined by Master Horseman Barry Purden. Thanks Barry for taking the time out on this Sunday. Morning to you. Yeah, morning Greg. Barry, I was doing some stats before the show, and well, this is this is nothing short of remarkable. So, your total training wins, whether it be with your father or Scott Phelan, uh, is over twenty six hundred. I had a quick look to see how many Mark had trained as well. He's he's trained twenty four hundred winners. So, you brothers have trained five thousand winners between you. That is nothing short of ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't know that, Greg. So, yeah. What about the uh, recent achievement, which uh, you guys trained four winners the other night, you and you and Scott Phelan? So uh, that meant that uh, you have now trained over two hundred winners uh, with Scott. Something I'm sure you're very proud of. Major Perry uh, got you to that milestone back on the first of September, so Thursday week ago. But as much as acknowledging that you've got past two hundred wins, I know how pleased you are that Scott is doing a, a magnificent job because you haven't been a hundred percent health wise in the last couple of months, so he's really had to step up. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I couldn't be more thrilled, uh, Greg. Actually, I just had a, a hip operation that went a little bit wrong, but and Scotty just had to had to do it all, and he has. And um, yeah, so. Um, Team's going so good. I mean, um, I said to me, the only one thing wrong with it, they're going better than I am going. So. <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't. He wouldn't go along that line either. But to win four races like you did the other night, that was uh, that was pretty good. Major Perry and Montana DJ uh, look like they've come back in, in pretty good fit. All Barry, what's what's the plan with those pair? Yeah, well, they have too, and um, it's again credit to Scott and the boys because it was their first start for a good while. So. Uh, I think Major Perry went 238 for the 2200, which is pretty, pretty amazing considering he hadn't raced for quite a while. But um, yeah, no, they're just going to race next Thursday night at Auckland, and um, and then uh, from there, look, Major Perry's plans are, Greg, at this stage anyway. We won't make a decision until after next Thursday that he might go to perhaps Melbourne for the Derby and stay on for the Breeders' Crown. So we'll, we'll just make that decision after next Thursday night. Talk about it and. Um, DJ at the stage is uh, may head south. Yep. Yep. Well, he's done a magnificent job, Barry. He's won over a hundred thousand and uh, just the three races, Montana DJ. So he's been so consistent. I want to talk to you about this little pacer called Merlin, who's not only unbeaten on race day five from five, but am I right in saying Barry's never been beaten in a workout or trial either? No, that's right, Greg. No, he hasn't. Um, so. Uh... He's uh, no, he's look. He's a he's a pretty damn nice horse, and he always has been too, Greg. Right from day one, and he's got all that little extra bits that the good ones have, and good attitude, and he's 
always been quick and smart with it. And yeah, so um, just thrilled with him. He's come back really good too, and uh, it was a nice win the other night. He he just sort of thinks to just win, but he he does win. And um, although having said that, the other night apparently he ran his last eight hundred and about fifty three and a half, so I suppose he wasn't going to zoom past it. No, they don't often come that wide around that final bend and do what he did in that time. So um, I was actually talking to Zach about him, and he said there's a little bit of maxim about him. A similar type of horse and stature, not very big, but very, very quick. Yes, he is quick, yeah. And he, um, the, the thing I like about him, Greg, is even when he runs up, he'll still dig in. He's still, he'll still give you everything. He's, he's one of those horses. So, uh, yeah, he's one of those ones that are, are very hard to come across. You were looking forward to getting Mickey Montana back to the races. She appeared at uh, Cambridge on Thursday night. She went well. She's got a couple of decent targets coming up, hasn't she? Yes, she has. Yes, she's. Um, I think Friday week at Auckland is a heat of the Neville are, and then um, uh, yeah. So we'll just have to see how she goes in that, Greg. But at this stage, we hopefully we can get south with her too. It's great to have these horses going well for Dean Shannon. He's been a great supporter of yours, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, just a yeah, wonderful person, Greg. And, um, yeah, no, uh, Dean's been really supportive of our stable. Uh, Barry, bad to the bone. He's left the barn. He's been sold, which means I'm pretty sure you haven't got a nomination for the IRT New Zealand Cup. that will be a wee while since that's happened. Yeah, I guess it would, Greg. Yes, no, we haven't got, got an open company horse at the moment. But, um, anyway, it'll still be nice to watch them all go around and... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly be there on the day anyway. Yeah, you did chuck a nomination in, though, for Son of Patrick for the Dominion. Yes, we did. Yeah, we put that in. Greg, he's probably going to go south shortly. So um, uh, we'll just see what sort of race he gets next Thursday night at Auckland and then make a decision after that. That's if he gets a start. We'll just have to see. All right. Well, really appreciate your time on this uh, Sunday, Barry. Um, look, the team's going so well. Uh, I wanted to share those statistics with you. I, I know you're, you're pretty humble and you don't like that sort of thing being uh, be, being talked about. But, um, yeah, when you're getting over 2,500 training wins, mate, you, you deserve to be acknowledged in that regard. So uh, well done to you and Scotty on the way the team's going. Looking forward to seeing them progressing over the next couple of months and seeing you at Addington Raceway because I know how much you love that carnival. Yeah, no, thank you, Greg. Yeah, it'll, it'll be lovely to have, have some horses down there for it. And, um, so looking forward to being there with the team. Yeah, Just before you. you go, Barry, this Philly Advance yes. party, how good? Yep. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, she's, right. got, uh, she's, got, gear. she's got gears. Yep, people need to put that in the black book, Barry, because, um, yeah, she she was nothing <laughs> yeah. short of outstanding. If you think she's very good, then she very much must be. Thanks again for your time, Barry. Good on you, Greg. Pleasure. All right. That's Barry Purden. Of course, he trains uh, with Scott Phelan, and uh, their team is absolutely low-flying at the moment. I wanted to ask him about Advance Party because she could not have gone better than she did on debut, beating Kalua Flyby, who had shown us so much already. All right, we're about to uh, wrap things up here on Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. Producer Dude Robbie, plenty of entries in, of course, the opportunity to win that $50 bonus bet. Who are we going with today? Yeah, pl- plenty of entries, Greg. It's, uh, yeah, really, really good to see. Um, but Blair is our winner for today. Um, All right. So, yeah, congratulations, Blair.
Beautiful. Leah, good luck with that $50 bet. Big thank you to our guests on the show, Steve Telfer uh, from Stonewall Stud. Of course, we had John Dunn and uh, Kieran Tomlinson, uh, who gave us their insight into what might happen at the Mount Harding today. I reckon Kalani Dance is worth a bet. Race 2. Uh, at uh, the Meffin meeting, number 10, Kalani Dance. Of course, we caught up with Catherine McDonald and the legend of our sport, that is Barry Purden. Enjoy your Sunday. I'll talk to you in seven days' time.